0: Chapter 22 of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Schiller. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Herward Carrington. Chapter 22. More and Less Developed Spirits Inasmuch as we are said to be spirits here and now, just as much as we ever will be, we should begin the course of progressive development here in this life, which we intend to follow later. Anything we learn here will doubtless help us in any future development, whatever that may be. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding sympathy, and penetration of perception will all help, assist, and advance us, no matter what world we may inhabit or whatever its nature may be. This being the case, we should endeavor to develop our own inner nature here and now, as suggested especially in the chapter on self and soul culture. And we should continue this so far as lies within our power, even after we have crossed the great divide. Why Strangers Often Communicate Just as there are all kinds of characters and natures in this life, so there are said to be individuals of all kinds in the next. And the unfortunate part of it is, that many of those who can most easily come back and communicate are those on the lowest rung of the ladder, those who are the most earthbound and belong to the lowest strata of society. They are nearer the earth than more advanced spirits, more in sympathy with it and its vibrations, and their character being more earthly, is naturally more open to receive and send messages than those who, when alive, had less sympathy with the earth and felt less bound to it. It is for this reason that strangers often communicate with us more easily than our nearest and dearest, than our friends or relatives. The latter may feel for and with us most keenly, and may long to communicate, but often obstacles hitherto undreamed of may prevent them from doing so. They then find for the first time and to their astonishment that the difficulties of communication are so great that they are unable to send messages however much they may desire to do so, and even if they can find a medium suitable to receive them. The Conditions for Communication You on your side may be receptive to these conditions, and again you may be unfitted to sense anything of the kind. The combination of circumstances for the transmission of spirit messages is rare, and in order for these messages to be clear as we should desire them, There must be an effort both on this side and on the other, made at the same moment. Also, there must be the medium. As this combination is naturally lacking in the majority of cases, you can see why it is that authentic cases of spirit return are, comparatively speaking, so rare, and why it is that more persons do not come back no doubt you have often heard the objection that if spiritualism were true out of all the millions of people who have died wishing to communicate there must be many thousands who could return directly and state clearly what they wish to send what we have said above will explain the reason why this is not the case the ability to transmit a message from the other side may be as rare as the ability to receive it on this side good communicators may be as rare as good artists painters or sculptors it may be a special faculty which we have to develop and just as uneducated and ignorant persons often possess extraordinary gifts and talents in certain directions for no reason we can see, just so certain individuals may become good mediums or communicators after they have passed over, simply by reason of their psychic constitution or makeup. The question of the difficulties of communication will be found fully discussed in Chapter 24. Why low or evil spirits communicate? It is because of all this that we often reach or come into contact with persons of a low order, in spirit communications. Mediums believe that there are tramps and hobos on the other side just as much as there are in this life. By nature and by instinct, they remain the same, and they have to be gradually educated and trained in order to outgrow their natural instincts. And just as these tramps and hobos would be insulting and often disgusting in this life, and would swear, curse, and do other things unsuitable for the family circle, were they introduced into it, just so they do the same things when they communicate and get once more into the earth atmosphere. These are the characters who also harm mediums unconsciously by rough handling so to speak and by damaging the delicate nervous organism upon which they operate when sending messages. The best and safest way to guard against personalities of this character, we are told, is to call to your aid spirit controls, guides, or advisors who can assist you from the other side by arguing with such personalities and by removing them from your aura, more or less forcibly, should the occasion demand it. There are many cases on record in which more gentle measures did not bring about the required result and according to accounts received, very forcible methods had to be resorted to in order to eject these strangers before peace and harmony were finally restored. High Spirits and Their Helpful Messages When spirits of a higher order come, all this is reversed. You then come into contact with spiritual natures and help, comfort, sympathy, and sound advice are given when once you are assured of the assistance and cooperation of one or more individuals of this character, your time of tribulation as a medium is more or less over, and thenceforward you may depend upon steady and harmonious progression and advancement in your mediumship. You must be careful, however, as to how you receive messages claiming to come from exalted personages, as great names will often be given when the individuals in question are not there at all. This may be due at times to accident and misunderstanding, but there is also evidence, unfortunately, that lying spirits will resort to this stratagem to gain your confidence. You should, in this case, rely on your own common sense and judgment and insist upon proof of identity and direct evidence before you believe that the individual in question is really there guardian spirits there is one sect or division of spirits whose office and general work and interest is particularly helpful to mortals And that is the so-called guardian angels, or guides, who help govern and advise friends of theirs still in the body. The sympathy and counsel offered by these guardian spirits is at times very great. These spirits are said sometimes to prevent accident, suicide, and even murder by their kindly help and assistance. It is one of the most beautiful and inspiring thoughts in the spiritualistic philosophy to believe that those we love are constantly about helping and cheering us along our hard and narrow way, and that they see our trials and tribulations and share them with us just as they did on earth. We must feel, too that they are preparing a place for us, and that, when it comes time to solve the great mystery, we shall find helpful and loving assistance, instead of a foreign land into which we shall then enter. Who make the best communicators? Those who possess a simple, open, candid, childlike nature are doubtless those who make the best communicators, other things being equal. It is because of this that Indians who lived close to nature so constantly communicate and act as guides, and, doubtless for the same reason, Negroes are very psychic and receive many psychic phenomena. There is a great deal of evidence also, as we know, to show us that animals perceive spirits and psychic manifestations, and that they also sense phenomena, more keenly than human beings. Between animals and ourselves, there is doubtless a link which unites us all into one conscious whole, this being the life of the universe which runs through every sentient thing. It is not uncommon for spirits to return at seances and seek the prayers or the help of the living. They express themselves as being in trouble and as requiring assistance before they can free themselves and proceed on their way. This is doubtless an important mission to fulfill, and when any wandering and distressed spirit makes itself manifest in this way, it should certainly be assisted in every way possible in the fulfillment of its desire and the discharge of its burden. Many cases of so-called haunted houses doubtless exist because of the persistent inability of the returning spirit to make anyone present see its wants and attend to them. Were a good psychic or medium introduced into such a house, who could get into communication with the returning spirit, and when communication had been established, help it, there is no doubt that the haunting would cease and the returning spirit would be greatly helped in its progress and advancement haunted houses and pacts all this is especially important in those cases of so-called pacts where an agreement is made before death to appear afterwards if that be possible many cases of this character are on record and whenever such an agreement is made, it is most important that the living person on earth should fulfill his part towards the fulfillment of such a plan. By doing so, he may assist to an extent he perhaps does not realize in freeing the spirit's mind from earthly ties and conditions. Possibly Unconscious Messages In considering this question of returning spirits, one final and important fact must not be lost sight of, and that is that messages may often be given through a medium or directly of which the spirit himself may be totally unconscious. He may think or dream or visualize a certain thought or message, and this may be reached or sensed by the medium and given forth as a conscious, and intentional message. The reverse of this, however, is true. The mind of the discarnate spirit has been read by the medium in trance. His mental pocket has been picked, and he is given nothing voluntarily. Further, his thoughts may have been reflected upon a sort of psychic mirror or atmosphere, and they're seen and interpreted by the psychic. This, however, is a difficult question which will be discussed in a later chapter. For the present, it should be borne in mind that all messages given by mediums need not necessarily be direct or intentional. They may merely have been obtained indirectly from the person in question and would not be at all the message he would send were he aware of the fact that He was transmitting one. It is because of this fact that many of the messages appear to us so trivial and inconsequential. End of chapter 22. Recorded by Cynthia Sheeler. Website Cynthia Sheeler. voice. com.